Hello and welcome to Rise and Thrive, the podcast where we learn how to harness our inner resources and knock down our hardest stories. Mm-hmm. All so we can meet our lives with fresh enthusiasm. That's true, Erin. <laughs> I'm Erin Warhol and I'm here with my mentor and friend, Mary Hayes Greco. Hello, everyone. Well, Mary, we have made our way through our whole series on the Your for Forgiveness Method. We've covered the eight steps to freedom. The eight steps to forgive another person or life situation that has been causing you to suffer. And the reason that these eight steps work so beautifully is they are just what we need to have happen in order to let go of an expectation that we've been holding on to that's no good for us. Yeah, so you define forgiveness as letting go of an expectation that's causing me to suffer. That's right. So looking at the big picture of this, we can say that forgiveness is a healthy uh, life skill Mm -hmm. that we learn and use as a tool. It's an attitude. It's Mm -hmm. a way of looking at things and, and being with people that is very harmonious. And it's an experience. It's a powerful, energetic experience that really resets us in a good way for the next stage of life. That's uh, will you say that again, Mary? Because there's there's three things there that you you're you're hitting. It's a tool, Uh something you do. Uh It's an attitude. Uh It's a lens that you look through, and it's an experience. It's a spiritual moment in which you feel something that was hurting you melt out of your system and go away and something new and fresh and purposeful come in to your heart into your being and to your life. So if somebody is kind of new to this, maybe they've been listening to these different podcasts and they're getting ready to do some forgiveness work themselves, what what are some uh, things that they should keep in mind or what are, what kind of advice do you have for them as they embark on this new path? Well, it's like learning anything. It's like learning how to drive a car or learning how to accomplish something that has some steps and some training to it. Apply yourself to it. You know, apply mm-hmm. yourself to the training, the life training of how do you do forgiveness and how do you live in a pathway that's lit up with unconditional love and is clear for you because you forgive regularly. Yeah. So you apply yourself to it. And um, there's many ways that people can enter into learning um, my specific forgiveness work. And one of them would be to go on the website forgivenesstraining.com, mm-hmm. which has all the steps and has articles and videos and, um, you know, just all the things mm-hmm. that will help you get your head around it. Um, they can get my book, Unconditional Forgiveness. A simple and proven, proven method. method to forgive everyone and everything. And really, I'm so proud of my book. I don't mind saying book. right now, I really gave my all to that book. It was 25 years of workshop experiences yeah. and private sessions and my own stories that I synthesized into my, you know, my, my greatest hits yeah. and uh, made in such a way that it's user-friendly. You can really learn these each one of these eight steps and you can review it easily and you can pick up the book and do it on a yeah, Saturday morning. Yeah, that's what I do. And, yeah. I mean, and, and I've, I've read your book a couple of times and I've also gone to workshops. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a workbook too. Oh, yeah. Some people like to uh, have, a, you know, assignments. Right. And the assignments in the workbook are really all about helping you to 
get more connected to your healing resources and get more uh, pragmatic, more practical about what are the what are the stories, what are the expectations, what are the yeah. things I need to clear up in order to really be my best self. Well, and what stories is is a big part of it, and so people have their bad stories, but then there's the stories where people have have gone all the way through with the the forgiveness and then had a new experience or yes. something great happen out of it. And you, you say this is the home of the miracle. It is. It really is the home of the miracle. And um, I think one of the reasons that forgiveness is such a central teaching uh-huh. in all of the world's great religions uh-huh. is that the great ones that came here to show us the way, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, others that came here to show, to, to show us how to live is that we really limit ourselves and hold ourselves back and cause great pain and suffering by holding on to resentments. Yeah. And this is this is really uh, a key life practice. I like to say it's the best yoga that I know. Yeah. Well, and I think the way you describe it, your new definition of forgiveness, letting go of expectations that are causing you to suffer. We've talked about this. Expectations are everywhere. I mean, our our whole society, our culture, our relationships, everything is made up of different, a web of expectations, you say. And so it's not like we're going to just avoid expectations and then not suffer. They're there. And so then this is a method to really look at them and understand what we're expecting out of different people or different situations. And And be clear with ourselves and them and be realistic with Mm -hmm. the people that can't meet our expectations. Yeah. They can't possibly meet them. So, okay, so let's just give some practical advice for somebody who's who's newer to this and going to start learning how to to forgive. Mm -hmm. Well, as I said, um, start with the book. Mm-hmm. It's it's really uh, meaty, mm-hmm. but it's light, lighthearted, because mm-hmm. this is really, even though we're dealing with pain, this is really about joy. This yeah. is really about thriving yeah. and being purposeful. It's about that's, rising and thriving, Mary. Hey, that's the name of our show, Erin. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 So start with the book. Um, I... I invite people, wherever you are, to come to a workshop mm-hmm. here in Minneapolis-St. Yeah. Paul. Any time of the year. It's very nice over here. Yeah. Uh, and you have people do the that workshop. fly in. Yeah, people come in from all over. Um, and uh, it's something that you're going to learn in a weekend and use the rest of your life. Yeah. So, uh, and it's very, it's very uh, surprisingly comfortable, even yeah. though a lot of people are nervous about, ah, I don't want to tell my story. It, the workshops are always kind of small, you know, mm-hmm. eight, eight to 15 people usually. And everyone gets a chance to work through an issue about another person and do a self-forgiveness yeah. issue as well. And a lot of it's done privately. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's just very interesting. So um, the workshop happens uh, every season. And so there's one... There's always one coming up. There's always one you coming up. You can come up. to. Yeah, so you could do yeah. that. And then and then you find a way of uh, getting um, organized about it. Like yeah. in the in the workbook, we have pages that have lists of my big issues, my mm-hmm. smaller issues. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can get get going on making your way through those smaller issues on your own and building up those muscles. You know, take Saturday morning and turn off the phone. And take two hours and um, make the space, uh, go to a quiet space and where you won't be interrupted and have your box of Kleenex and the chair out in front of you and maybe a, a pillow to punch or something. If 
Well, and you did that when you were first starting out in this work, when you yeah. met your teacher Edith, and and yeah, you had to I didn't have this. a lot of time at that time. I was I was home with a two year old, and uh, but I made the time because I. Oh my gosh, the the freedom I felt after that first workshop when I forgave the Catholic school system of Chicago for mangling me <laughs> uh-huh. and my ability to learn. Uh, wow, I I thought, wow, what? Gee, I didn't know there was so much wrapped up in that. I didn't yeah. know that I could feel so much better after just addressing a thing that happened a long time ago that yeah. was part of my story. So I made time. I I had uh, Thursday night and Sunday morning. I took two hours and uh, left my two-year-old with my husband and closed the door and said, don't, don't disturb me. I'm mm-hmm. doing this thing. Went in there, lit a little candle, opened up my, my spiral notebook where I had a list. One, one page had lists of other issues. Another one is self-issues. And I did two a week. And it took 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It mostly takes about 45 minutes yeah. um, when you take a chunk of forgiveness, and that's doable. Yeah. You know, it's like going to the gym or something. Yeah. So, yes, I did. I did just did that for a while as, instead of going to church and, you know, other, other things. But people were coming up to me in those days saying, What's, what are you doing? You look so different. Are you working out? Yeah. In a way. But in a way. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to the gym, but I'm forgiving my working whole life toxic story. toxic stuff out I'm, of my yeah, system. Really, I know. They're like, you look different. You yeah. look really, you look open. You look happy. You look. Yeah. Oh, did you lose weight? No, I lost a weight, but it wasn't physical. <laughs> the heavy burdens you were carrying. Yeah, around. yeah, you could see those in my aura. I think. Yeah. So, so I found my way into doing that, and then when Edith came to town next, which I think at that time was two years later, oh, wow. I went and did her workshop, and she yeah. could see the difference. She said, "Wow, yeah. you you have really grown. You have really been doing this yeah. work." And yep. So while she was in town, I did a couple of big sessions with her, and then a year later, I decided, you know, this is really the thing I can do to help people. So I asked her to train me, mm-hmm. and I went to her space and did more training. But people can do kind of a version of that yeah. where you can identify your um, the, the smaller pesky issues and start going in on getting used to this. this. That's what I've been doing, Mary, because so as I've gotten better at it, I've sat with your book and a notebook in my bedroom and, you know, gone back and forth from the book. But as I got a little more familiar with it, where I could keep it, the steps in my mind mm-hmm. and not refer to the book, I actually started doing them when I was swimming laps, ah. just on little pesky yeah. uh, things. And I would find that that was a great place to do the steps. Yes, especially if you're doing anger. Yes. It's nice to, like, get the anger out with physical movement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I would do that. And then by the time I'd swum for 30 minutes and then go in the hot tub, I, you know, I'd kind of reach the end, and I, I was kind of—I thought that was a great way to do it, right? Yeah. And then um, the bigger issues you probably yeah. take to no, you know, I wouldn't do to it the that workshop way. space or to me as a coach, yeah. or, and uh, so people do come see me here in this office uh, for the bigger issues. Mm-hmm. And some people come and do a um, intensive where they they're here for three long days or four long days, and we yeah. we kind of do a lot of lot of work. Yeah, because you have to kind of help comb through the story first. You help people kind of figure out what we they're figure forgetting. out our spiritual framework, our, yeah. our language, and how mm-hmm. do we think about the the God part of it, and yeah. get all kind of in in aligned with that. And so the bigger issues, it's really good to do with someone else. Now you could take the same thing. Um, where you get your head around it, and you could do it with a therapist that you right. like if they're open to it. They yeah. can read the book. You can do it with your therapist. Yeah. If you're in the 12-step program, you could ask your sponsor to sit with you while mm-hmm. you do it. The, the really big issues, you want to have another person um, bearing witness, bringing spiritual energy and kindness. Right. 
and, and faith in you to the process. But the little ones you can go whacking away at yourself. Well, and so this is this larger issue, too, that as you start doing this more and it becomes a life path. Mm-hmm. Um, you forgive the traffic jam. Yeah. You forgive the person who was so late that you were late. And yeah. you, you learn how to just work it in. It'll take you five minutes, sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes you do preemptive forgiveness where you realize, I am just about to have an unrealistic expectation of this person. So as to not have to forgive them later, I'm just not even (laughs) going to pick that up right now. Yeah, Yeah. I find that I I use it a lot in parenting. (laughs) Oh, yes, you do. (laughs) But it also, this is the thing that I wanted to make a point of saying, It, you start seeing that pretty much everything is a forgiveness issue. Like anything that is a disruptive or causing you pain not what or you suffering. expected. Yeah, and then yeah. you start framing it. Oh, it's a forgiveness issue. Oh, I can do something about that. Oh, yeah. I don't have to. Be and another way of, of saying that is is a letting go yeah. to life issue. Mm, letting nice. go to your path. Letting go to what's coming along, the the grace that comes along and the challenges that come along. You're letting go to it. You're not resisting it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so as people, you've known people who've done this, you've helped people do it, but over time, what, what do people, what's the benefit? What's the, what impact does this have on someone? More joy. More joy. Just more joy. We're ready to rock and roll, yeah. ready to let go and you know, let this be what it is and uh, see what's good. See what's good in this day. See what's good in this hour. Um, it's not what you expected, but okay, well, I know how to, I know yeah. how to open up to, yeah. to what is. Good. Any other pro tips for people? Well, the thought comes is let yourself be excited yeah. about it. Kind of like how you are, Erin. Yeah. Let, let yourself be excited about the fact that you don't have to be stuck. Right. There's actually a way forward from here that you can actually get over this thing. You can yeah. get over that thing. You can get over the big thing when you were a kid or the recent thing that you didn't see coming that's really hard. Get excited about the challenge of um, meeting life. Yeah. And that this is part of your, um, this is your friend. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, I got to do forgiveness. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no I, it's I, like, I hear you, Mary. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Didn't see that. Okay. Well, okay. I have a few feelings about that. Well, that's all right. I know what to do with feelings. And you just kind of lean into it. And yeah. I think it makes you proud of yourself. I. It makes me proud of myself. And it also just, it gives me confidence that I that I have what it takes to meet life. Right. Life is going to throw me curveballs all the life time. Life is lifey. It is. Yes. It doesn't it ask is. you, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. It just does what it's going to do. It does. But I love the adventure of meeting whatever's happening with enthusiasm and knowing also that, okay, I have I have the tools. I know how to use the tools. I can do this. That's great. In fact, I would like to um, close by reading um, oh, the closing paragraph great. of my book, which Perfect. is exactly about what you just asked me. This is from the closing chapter of Unconditional Forgiveness, The Stream of Life. I've come to think about grace as the palpable feeling of being at ease and in harmony with the universe. We have modern words for it. You're in the zone. You've got your groove. You've got it going on. It's all good. This kind of peace is not a static state, and neither is it a driven one. It is that experience of being in the flow, like a skilled canoeist in a smooth river, using the paddles lightly from time to time to steer back into the center of the current. The stream of life carries us along on its ample back, 
and at times the journey is uneventful and serene, soothing the restless mind into spacious silence, into trust. At other times the landscape changes and rapids approach. Danger is near. Yet the traveler remains relaxed and attentive, working with the elements and utilizing their strength and knowledge. This is peace in action. This is what living the path of unconditional forgiveness is like. During the course of experiencing and witnessing so many healings and having a sense of the healing energy that is always on tap for us, I have come to believe that there is a living stream of love and energy that extends itself to us from the origins of the universe, from the heart of the Creator. This gift of light, creativity, and blessing freely offers itself to everything and nourishes every living creature. It softly sings to us a wordless song, yet if our human minds could put words to it, they might be the tender words of a mother. Thrive, dear one, thrive. I want the best for you. And look, right here, I've brought you just what you need. Receive it, please. I love you so. As I complete my book and reflect on 25 years of my commitment to the path of unconditional forgiveness and the eight steps to freedom, I can't claim sainthood or full enlightenment. What is true now is that I wake up most days in a state of pleasant anticipation, glad to be here. Life is good, difficult at times, but good. Everything I need is in front of me or right next to me. I can't blame anyone, including myself, for the things I don't prefer. It's enough in a day to do the next right thing. And if I don't know what that is, I pay attention to my breathing and whatever beauty is available until the next right thing shows up. It usually comes as an opportunity to share some kindness or loyalty with another human being. There is no need for unnecessary drama because everyday life is glorious, ordinary, and gritty enough on its own. The part of me that was a frightened child is nestled safely at home in my heart, well-loved, well-tended, and well-guided, moment by moment. No matter how ordinary, noisy, and intense my current scene is, God's presence is knit into it and wrapped all around it, like a cushion of unconditional love and quietude. As my teacher said to me once from the mountaintop of all her life experiences, we don't know why they did that, dear. In fact, dear, we don't know anything at all. The peaceful twinkle with which that wise woman spoke that one sentence taught me more than anything else she said during our years together. She showed me that wisdom comes when you realize that even if you don't know anything for sure, life is fine. Even if you don't know what is going to happen in the next moment, you are safe and whole at home in the universe. When you walk out into the day, and as Rumi said, be a lamp or a lifeboat or a ladder, and know that whatever life presents you, you will find the good in it. You have received the full gift of living the path of unconditional forgiveness. <laughs> 